Welcome to Candy Chat, a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. Hosted by your guides through the candy aisle, two sweet talkers all the way from Chicago, Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Welcome to Candy Chat. This is a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. We are your sweet talkers. We take you through, we're your guides through the candy aisle all the way from Chicago. My name is Leah Jones. My co-host is Jocelyn Gayboy. Jocelyn, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's always fun to talk about candy. So anytime we do this, I'm in a better mood than I was five minutes ago. So yeah, it's always a blast. Um, And we are very excited to have, he is a writer and raconteur. He lives on the South side of Chicago and, and has like all the recommendations you need for food in Beverly and near Beverly, known on the internet as our man in Chicago, Scott Smith. Scott, how are you today? I'm wonderful. It is fantastic to be here. Oh, man, it's a perfect uh, segue to our next matchup, actually. We've got O'Henry and Cadbury milk chocolate. So, first of all, I feel like... uh, it's a shame that the O. Henry candy bar is not like O. Henry stories and that every single one has a surprise ending. Uh, that's first of all, I think it's just, that's this point. Um, a missed opportunity. I don't generally, it's just a missed opportunity for just like, you know, branding purposes. Um, also don't really like the uh, exclamation point on the O. Henry. Um, that, that's just a like, Ooh, first of all, calm down. Uh, Wendy, why do you have an exclamation point in your name? That's just setting expectations way too high. And then you've just got, like, there's just so many peanuts. So many peanuts. Is it a lot of peanuts? It's a lot of peanuts. It's basically what the Henry is. That's the Henry and the old Henry. It's just like, oh, Henry, if you put too many damn peanuts in this candy bar, you dumb son of a bitch, what have you done? That's how it got started. Well, we're going to find out. Don't look it up. It's just a fact. Peanuts, caramel, and fudge coated in chocolate. We're going to find out because uh, we got some Canadian O'Henry's to try. Yep. So. Oh, what are those called? Oh, Henry. Hey, Henry. Hey, Henry. Hey, Henry. That's what they're called. <laughs> they're called the Canadian O'Henry is called A. Henri. One is. Uh... Or maybe just Henri A. Henri, eh? <laughs> One is uh, a Reese's Peanut Butter O'Henry Avec Beer de Rachides. Uh That was French. Uh, and the other one is the Eh, Henri. Pitter patter, let's get at it. Eh, Henri. Eh. Give me a candy bar, you hoser. <laughs> I bought O'Henry's as the was one of the the um party gifts what's that called a party gift that's not what it's called gift uh gift treats favor a bar a party favor uh for my sister's baby shower with her first baby henry they knew she was she knew she was they knew she they bleh. they had already picked the name henry so i bought o henry bars for the baby shower that was a long sentence. Um, and now that I'm looking at him, I feel like I haven't. That's probably the last time I had an O. Henry. You know, compared to 
its matchup, the Cadbury, just a plain, you know, whatever you think of a Cadbury milk chocolate bar, which is a quality up a notch chocolate bar, plain chocolate bar. So this is my question on that, though. This was the it's it's listed here as the Cadbury milk chew. There is a the candy called the the I don't know, maybe this is two different it's things. Literally There's just a, a Nestle. Typo. It's a typo. It's, it's, oh, it's just a typo. Oh, all There's right. No chew. Okay, yeah. Cadbury milk chocolate. Oh well, then I see. Because there is a candy bar called the the Nestle Milky Bar Chew, which is like just sounds weird. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never even heard of that thing. Oh, a mil- I think it's mostly in foreign, foreign, in, in non-U.S. markets yeah. rather. Uh, but a Milky Bar Chew is, I think it's just like milk chocolate, but like it's supposed to, to taste. Like milk. No, it looks disgusting. Chocolate, no. Like solidified milk. Solidified yeah, milk. Gross. It looks so gross. Okay, I won't yeah. even look that baby up then. No thanks. It, um, it, I just went with. Yeah, you have to actually take the safe search off of Google to see pictures of that candy bar. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> it looks like it's only. Oh, milk. what the? It's only like nugget, nougat. Yeah. How gross. Yeah, it's like it looks like it's look like if you put uh, chocolate over string cheese. That's sort of what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. And this is even yeah. worse. It's white chocolate over string cheese. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's brutal. No, yeah. it is not the chew. It's not related to the chew. It was a typo. Got it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go though. I'm gonna go with the um, Cadbury milk chocolate. This is we're talking about the eggs, right? This is a, talking about popular Easter candy. No, talk about that? that's cream. That's no? the cream egg, and they're disgusting. Oh, and they right. Lost, so. Oh wow! Thank God for that. <laughs> wow. So gross this is the cadbury equivalent of a hershey's bar plain chocolate i see okay okay interesting they're generally big they're generally like like the bigger bars right okay so having said 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 all those terrible things about oh henry this to me feels like another snickers versus hershey's math chub in which the very boring candy is matched up with the one that's got some pizzazz um and i so i feel like i gotta go with the the O. Henry, um, even though, again, little too sure of itself with that exclamation point in the name, they're like, well, we know we're better than boring old Hershey's or Cadbury milk, therefore, exclamation point. O. Henry! O. Henry? It sounds like somebody's being called from, like, they're out and the they're harvesting wheat. And you're calling them in. That's how they name the candy. Okay, bar. if we're gonna get nitpicky then, then you guys like there should be a comma there. It should be oh, oh Henry. comma Henry. Right. Wah wah. Like you could just hear the sad trombone <laughs> at the end. I pick Cadbury because it's delicious and it's pure and soft and silky and I love it. Okay, but on, by that same argument though, how did you not pick the Hershey's in the previous matchup? How are you how were you so sure? About the Snickers have, versus Hershey's. Have you she had a Hershey's buds. bar? Yeah. Have you had a Hershey's bar and then had a Cadbury bar? Like, no. It's I've not done one after the other. But have you not since college? Have you ever eaten any either one of those ever in your life? Sure. It's like the difference between getting an ice cream sundae from Margie's and then getting those little cups in the freezer section at the grocery store. Mm, interesting. Like one okay. is like, oh my god, this is amazing, and then one is like, well, I guess this is a half fudge sundae. Gross. It, and okay. just for the record, no. that was a pro Margie statement. Yeah. Oh, absolute 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Margie's is the good one. Margie's is. I'm pro Margie's and also pro Auntie Margie's. Anybody that's got an aunt named Margie, I'm pro that. <laughs> I'm down for that as well. Uh, all right. Two, two sim- similar ingredients coming together in different ways. Coming up here with the Goobers and the Mr. Good Bar. I just like that the names are in competition with each other. Goobers and Mr. Goodbar. One is an insult and one is a compliment. You goober. And and then you know how we're always calling people Mr. Goodbars. Yeah, right. Oh exactly. gosh, everyone is doing that. <laughs> I think there's a God, especially the, the kids on TikTok. Oh I think that's a huge trend. You know how kids get stickers at school? I'm pretty sure there's one that says Mr. Goodbar for sure. And they're giving that out to kids left and right. They're Oh yeah. Yeah, you get that if you did a great job under your spelling mm-hmm. test. Yeah. You're like, way to go there, Mr. Goodbar. And they're like, why not Ms. Goodbar? I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's just the masculine article there. I just like convenience. I hardly ever get goobers. From the- I like goobers. I went for goobers. I rarely eat them, but I like them. So are goobers like individual, individual like chocolate covered peanuts? Correct. They're the good. They're the good side of raisin nuts. One is oh, a raisin wow. First with all. chocolate, and one is a peanut with chocolate. Uh, chocolate covered raisins are better than chocolate covered peanuts. Uh, wow! Wow! I'm sorry. Do they sell goobers at movie theaters? No, they yes, don't. They do. They're literally, they're literally a movie. <laughs> Theater candy. I think that's probably the only time I've ever eaten goobers are at movie theaters. That's literally where they're sold. That that doesn't match with my experience. That, so therefore, I'm going to say it's that wrong. and the movie theater box candy section in Walgreens. That's are you think sure you're not thinking of snow caps? One hundred percent. That I will. I, I I almost never bet on anything like for real for real, but I would lay money on that. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Snow caps, I have what that's a whole nother issue, but yeah, goobers 100% theater, movie theater candy. Yeah, I think uh, Mr. Goodbar is, um, I mean, Mr. Goodbar is basically if you took a bunch of goobers and you melted it down and then you poured it into a mold and made a candy bar out of it. This is basically, we're, yeah, yeah we're, we really are talking about the same thing here. It's just like, do you like a little, little pieces of candy? Or do you like one like solid candy that's been like Voltron together from a lot of other chocolate covered peanuts? And I got to go with the Voltron of Mr. Goodbar. Plus, I just enjoy the formality of it. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's like, "Hey, Ray." Like, uh, excuse me, it's Mr. Mr. Goodbar. Goodbar. You, you know. Um, I just went in and switched my choice because I didn't know what goobers were. And I currently have a freezer full of the, uh, almost every week we talk about how much I like the <laughs> candy I, section. I at, do as well. Um, Menards. Menards. Menards has an outstanding candy section. One whole part of it is chocolate covered things. And so I'll go for their chocolate, their peanut butter clusters, their chocolate covered cashews. And I love a frozen chocolate covered nut. And I have Ziploc bags of them in my freezer because you can just pull out a little cup. I find them very satisfying. And um, and Mr. Goodbar, obviously, in a in a Halloween mix of mini Hershey's and Mr. Goodbar goes above 
a plain Hershey's goes above a special dark. Um, but I'm going Goobers. And I've just had to change the whole rest of my bracket to accompany what I now understand a goober is. Okay. Yeah, we're, I mean, are we in agreement that it's Crackle, Mr. Goodbar, regular Hershey, special dark? Like, that's the correct order of the Hershey Mini? Yeah. Yeah. No? I think that's the, the proper... The thing is, Mr. Goodbar only recently became... I don't say it recently became. It recently came back as a full-size candy bar. Most of my life, that you could only get a little mini mr good bar in those in that assortment they weren't it was like in the variety packs mm-hmm. you buy on yeah. Halloween. yeah it was like uh like comic book characters who were like always part of somebody else's story and then every once in a while like ah oh, let's give that character a try let's give them their own book yeah let's the blue beetle <laughs> this is your time to shine <laughs> you know booster gold it's all you here's your own title ah year and a half <laughs> that's you're done <laughs> Oh, all right. Interesting matchup coming up here. Again, the winner should be very clear to everybody in, that has breath within their lungs. Um, Hershey's Cookies and Cream versus Frango Mix. Frango. Yeah. Yeah. This is not yeah. even a... Next. No. <laughs> yep. Okay. Can we just go real quick? I just want to note for, for Mr. Goodbar... Very briefly, there is actually a movie called Looking for Mr. Right. Goodbar. There is? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. I think it's like- there was a very famous 1970s novel. Um, it was about a, like a school teacher who's murdered uh, and led some like double life. And so it was like the seedy side of New York. Mm. It was an Academy Award winning movie. Uh, it was called Looking for Mr. Why Goodbar. I think it was now, like weird I don't, sex in it. Uh, that sounds right to me. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but that sounds right to me. I literally have nothing to back that up at all. No, but that sounds right. It's like sort of like there's like these like a series of movies that sort of exist prior to us, uh, you know, be either being born or or becoming sort of sentient uh, child beings that you would like hear about. Like it's like Last Tango in Paris Mm -hmm. and. Uh, looking for Mr. Goodbar and Johnny goes up a mountain or whatever. I think I might have made that last one up, but they're all, yeah, like sort of CD 1970s, like you could get away with weird stuff in a movie and not quite make the X rating. That's, there was like, that was a genre of movie. So I think the one paragraph tells us all we need to know. <sighs> Meanwhile, her beautiful perfect older sister Catherine who has left her husband and embarked on a wild lifestyle involving multiple affairs a secret abortion recreational drug use and a short-lived marriage to a Jewish man I don't know why that has to be specified it's a weird thing to throw in at the end <laughs> like that other stuff is really traumatic and then and the other thing it's like Anne married a like nice Jewish boy mm-hmm. Teresa finds first like- love and loses her virginity to her much older married college professor Martin he ends their affair just before her graduation leaving Teresa feeling used and lonely so that's maybe a little bit of where I got that from. I don't know, but yeah, there's a gets, lot going on in this movie. I read it's it's a two hour movie, uh, 136 minutes, and oh my god, I just read the last sentence of yeah, that. your last paragraph really get, takes you. There's a lot of talk about quaaludes, yeah, and yeah, let's street hustlers, yeah. assaults, yeah. So yeah, 
Okay, I don't need Welcome to see Welcome to Candy movie, Chat, where we and then unpack <laughs> and then <there's>, yeah. <laughs> award-winning movies from the 1970s full of anti-Semitism, drug use, and uh, lots of hard life things. <laughs> this could really be the, like, second episode really, like, takes it up a notch in terms of the audience growth. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, like, this is the only Candy Chat where you hear about candy and also a curvy 1970s American <laughs> film. But like, next episode, we're talking about Andy's candies in Last Tango and <laughs> Like, you know. Choose your Tune in movie. next week where we talk about Baby Ruth and Behind the Green Door. Like, that's... That would be like... It's a weird genre to be That in. would be like a... That would be a shy Jocelyn Leah uh, amalgamation, right? I mean, isn't he his movie? He's movies. He's, yeah, he's a movie guy. That's but just really the funny. idea of, of watching like pervy 70s movies and then talking about them on the Internet gives me the cold sweats because my parents listen to this. <laughs> and you know, it'll be worse is if they're like, oh, yeah, looking for Mr. Goodpark. We saw that in the theater. Right. And we're like, ah, this is a conversation I don't have with my parents. <laughs> do we do, do we? Back in the so it's like 1973, right? So like, we're here's my here's what I'm gonna posit, and I'm not, I'm hoping you guys can help me suss this out, because I was like, isn't it very possible in those days that you could go hear the name "Looking for Mr. Goodbar" and just go, oh, that sounds like a interesting movie, right? Like there weren't like trailers. It's not like you had commercials for movies. It's not like right, like there were unless, trailers. Of course, in, there were trailers on TV. There were trailers in the seventies. There were trailers in the movies, but I don't know that you could just go to like watch a TV commercial that had like a "Come see this in the theater," right? In the eighties, for sure, because I can tell you about some that haunted my dreams. But there's a two. Well, there's a two and a half minute trailer. So right, that would have been in the theaters and not. I'm just on giving TV. people, including your parents, an out if they went to see this, not having any idea what it was about, and then going like, oh shit, what the fuck did we just stumble Well, right. it came out in October 1977, and my sister and I were six months old then, so I can assure you, my parents <laughs> were not going to the movie theater with six-month-old six twins? Six twins at home. Maybe they got a babysitter. <laughs> it is, no. it is possible. This is around the time when my parents bought our house and they were moving from moving into the house where my parents still live and they'll fact check it. Mom will send us tweets. She always does. Hi, mom. Hello. hello. Cool. All right. I do. All right. Join us next week. We'll <laughs> be talking about Kit Kat and Caligula. Oh, just, you've just given me the, I am just like covered in like a cold sweat from, I, uh, so anyway, I won't be on any of those episodes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. If we all guest host. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be a, like a spin-off. Right. I think these next four matchups, I bet we can do real fast and then maybe we slow down or, again when Cherry Mash comes back. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, uh, there's one coming up that I think is going to be a problem, but that's okay. All right. So let's do, we'll do a little speed round here to like kick off part three yeah. of this episode. Uh, Heath Hundred Grand. Heath. 
I picked hundred. I'm gonna go hundred grand. Hundred grand. I don't really know anything about can't, it. Can't get down with a candy bar named after shrubland habitats. Just can't. I just it gets it gets stuck in my teeth. I can't do it anymore. It's because it's made of shrubland habitat. So low growing woody vegetation. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Battle of the Caramels. Caramels, caramel, 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 caramello, and Rolo. Rolo. Yeah, Rolo. Oh my God. What the fuck? Like, why are we, why am I even doing this? Like, Rolo is such a trash candy. Rolo goes in my list of what I call desperation candy. We're like, I really. You literally got through saying these are almost the same exact candy. How can one be trash and no, one no, no, be no. on this I pedestal said of we're whatever? going into caramel caramel land. I did not say they were the same candy. I said that about. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Enough. No, no, no. Yeah, I just cannot. It's so trashy. The chocolate's disgusting. Caramel has such a better chocolate. The Rolo is basically solid. Caramel has liquid caramel in it. I feel like you're just like a real Cadbury stan. And that's where it's that sort of beer begins and ends. For I you. don't know if that's where it begins and ends for me. I'm just saying like, as a kid, sw- straight up, like I would not eat a Rolo. Like I didn't eat them. Like, and now as an adult, I know sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures. And I would eat one if I had no other sugar or chocolate. I would eat a Rolo, but I would be doing it begrudgingly, 100%. I like candy that does not drip on my shirt. And a caramello, if you take a bite wrong, if you break it wrong, you're going to get caramel all over you. And I'm not here for that. I am so clumsy in so many other ways that I need my candy to go clean from my fingers to my mouth and Rolo is now I'm going to have a little bit of tinfoil I got to deal with but then I can do a tinfoil sculpture as I unwrap those little Rolos but I'm I'm just not willing to risk caramel all over my shirt and so therefore team Rolo I am one of the messiest persons alive and I understand that agony but sometimes you gotta you gotta pay a price for the best I'm willing to pay that price. For Rolos. Caramel. <laughs> All right. All right. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup against Fifth Avenue. Not even a question. Come on. Reese's, Reese's Peanut right. Butter Cups. Begin. Yeah. Kit Kat versus the uh, aforementioned Mounds. It's a cat, right? We're doing the cat. Kit Kat. Yeah. Yeah, Kit yep. Kat. Just... Nice, satisfying crack, you know, just perfect. Yeah. Mounds, you're like, I don't know. Are there nuts in there? Who, right. Are they is in the Helmet Joys? Nobody right. knows. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is an interesting, interesting mashup, um, literally. Um, cherry mash and crunch. My friend Claudia, who will definitely be on this podcast at some point, she's from Missouri uh, and knows about cherry mash. And I actually have some, Leah, so you can have one. We can we can test. She gave me, she had a bag of three left and she, I took them to bring to us. Um, she just knows and says things about things like everyone should know about them. And like cherry mash is one of them. And I'm like, no one knows what the fuck cherry mash is, dude. Like, what is that? Right. Exactly. It looks disgusting. It, yeah. Dude. It looks like some candy that like got embedded in uh, like asphalt. Oh, that would probably be the big Artur. There's some candy that got embedded in some asphalt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, crunch, right? I mean, like, done and done. Is this Nestle Crunch? Is yeah. That what we're saying? Yeah. 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 Nestle Crunch, which I confuse with the crackle, 
I love I love a chocolate with some texture in it um, versus something that looks like Barbie vomit encased in chocolate and peanuts. Disgusting. A great way of describing yeah. it. Also, the Cherry Mash website has like lists of how much it takes to make, how much they make. And they say they use 200,000 pounds of peanuts per year, 30,000 pounds of cherries, and 200,000 pounds of chocolate coating. It, and it has that, it feels just when you see it like this, it feels like you're, they're describing some kind of atrocity. It, you know, it's just like, it's like you're some kind of nonprofit organization that's trying to illustrate the extent to which like some terrible thing is happening half mm-hmm. a world away. And they're like, we've lost 200,000 pounds of peanuts per year. 30,000 pounds of cherries have been sacrificed to make this shitty candy bar. Like, please donate $20 a month to <laughs> fix this horrible problem of the cherry mash process. I will say I'm surprised at the how updated it is. Like, it's a legit website. It's a very nice website. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, it is a very, I mean, it definitely is a modern looking website. You know, I'm just surprised about that. That's all. It's it. There's a whole history of it here now. You can see the cherry mash family, um, which also they seem fun. There's oh, that family! Big high collars, like a family of candy bars. I'm like, where's the other candy bars? No, those people. No, no, no. Those people. No. Well, but then there's this guy. Oh, I don't know what this boy. this situation is. What's this Did fella? You, He's just, like the cherry mash. Police? You just scrolled away from like, it. It explained it. He's the candy cop. Oh, did yeah, it? the candy cop. Right, okay. right, right there. Well, go back, go dumb. back, go, go up. Wait, right there. All right. Uh, yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> no, no. Who, who is, wait, so he's literally the, cop. the candy police? The candy cop, that's what it says. <laughs> like, that's something you say to a person who's being, a, like, criticizing you for eating candy. Like, what are you, the candy police? And this little shithead's like, yeah, I am. I'm Cherry Mash, the candy police. <laughs> yeah, that's like, weird. F you, Mash. Defund the candy yeah. police, I say. 100%. This little cat. Look, at he's little waving baby. his little hand. There's like a little animation on the cherrymash.com. He's like waving every once in a while and blinking. That is creepy. Also, check out this dude's legs. I don't mean to body shame, but this guy, what kind of police officer is this dude? Wait a minute. Where did he go? He's above the Great Depression. He's- yeah, like this is which yeah. there you go. That, no, he's not. That's all you need. <laughs> the Great Depression is way better than this little crappy candy mascot dude. He's got these tiny little legs. That's not possible. He's not a police. He's not getting anywhere fast being a candy police officer with those legs. Yeah, I say. Yes. Big hat. His hat is as big as his head. I got problems with this guy. Is what I'm saying. Also, just like a weird pilgrim belt buckle going on there. There's a lot of problems here. I have hot <laughs> takes on the candy match, man. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, clear, clearly, we're in for the crunch bar. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, Ritter Sport versus Chunky. Ritter Sport sounds like a, a very fancy East Coast uh, skying of uh, a well-to-do family uh that made their money in iron ore like it's rid of sport it is fancy sport ladies and gentlemen he's going to harvard this year and doing quite well for himself it is fancy versus chunky and european and they're pretty good but i'm i'm an og chunky fan so i had to stand up for that 
I Winter Sport versus Chunky is like two kids competing together in a race, and Chunky is like the underdog. So I got to go with Chunky. I went Ritter Sport. I like the variety. I I I think the Chunky bars, uh, based again Google image search, they uh they look really thick. They are chunky. Yeah. Um. So I went Ritter Sport. I find that they're um displays are very pleasing to look at because mm-hmm. they're all these squares and they're in different like i don't know colors yeah yeah so i went ritter sport for their shelf appeal in any other matchup i'm going for ritter sport yeah. like for sure uh, again this is one of those unfair things where you have yeah. a, a just a, a variety of different options against one single type yeah. of candy bar also Want to point out that there's apparently a cornflakes. It's delicious. Ritter Sport it's candy so bar. Good. That's weird. It's delicious. I've had it. Also, the butter cookie is delightful. That I could see that being. So many. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. They are very pretty packages, yeah. though. I will grant you that. Right. So if you're like at Jean's Sausage Shop in their European candy area, and you just see like a whole shelf of these Ritter Sports and all their nice different colors. How do you say no? Yeah. Definitely has a Caddyshack slobs versus snobs matchup yeah. on this particular one. Yeah. And I oh, am well. a snob. I'm going with the Bill Murray of candies. And <laughs> big and chunky. Coming right. up, a strange... These are all... It's random, so there's no way to really know. Andy's candies, which are those little green dinner mints, question mark, chocolate dinner, dinner mints, uh, versus the Take Five. Take five. Like, I'm not even. So I picked take five, and now I'm having regrets. Really? Because our go-to birthday cake growing up, often my sister and I would get the mint chocolate chip ice cream cake from Baskin-Robbins, which had Andy's mints on top of it. Oh. As, like, so I'm going to stay take five because, again, pretzel, peanut butter, Whatever all is in a take five, I'm down for it. The Andes mints, however, I do love in a frozen in a in an ice cream cake situation. I see the take five is is again a, a another one where it's trying too hard, right? You got too much going on. You've got the peanut butter of the nutrageous, and then you're just throwing jamming some pretzels in there. Um, I just gotta you gotta go with the simplicity. The fanciness of the Andes candies. You you have one of those and you're like, ah, I've just eaten a fine meal. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, here's the turndown service in this yeah. hotel is lovely. Like that's that's what when you taste an Andes candy, that's what you're tasting. Yep. You're like, oh, I want a Frango mint, but a little less. Like, have you heard of Andes candies? Like, I haven't, but now I have. Thank you for giving me everything I've desired. Mm-hmm. They are very fancy. They are very fancy grown up. Delicate mm-hmm. treat. They're like a thing that's fancy, but it isn't really. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I don't think we're leaning high on the fancy part of these. I don't know if you had them recently. They're not that fancy, but as a kid, it do- it really did seem pretty fancy. Because yeah. it was the shiny, it had the, the shiny green wrapper and like, it was fancy. Yeah. fancy yeah. Yeah. There were two different kinds too. Do you remember? There was, no. the, there was the green chocolate green, and then there was the chocolate green chocolate. So the, sometimes the mint was on the outside and sometimes the mint was on the inside. Oh. Like they're just three little layers and, and one, they reverse them. 
like the Viennetta cake mm. of candies. Yes. They're like, mm, it seems fancy. Like, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, we- it's just some... We did really good marketing. Yep. That and like a- Andy's candies, we put a fancy mountain on it. Uh, and you're like, oh, it's from the Andes. Like, mm, it isn't, <laughs> but we think it is because we, you are dumb and a child. Which Vianetta made a comeback and not by my own hand, but there is one in my freezer right at the moment. So Ooh, nice. There's that. I like how you described it like a murder. Like it was not by it my wasn't. own hand, but it was, it was in the freezer with the Vianetta it, and the candlestick. Correct. Also, the Andes are like, you know, technically, I believe they are creme de menthe, which is oh. a lot nicer way of saying cream of yeah. mint. Which you're like, oh, cream of mint, that's disgusting. You're like, yes, but it's creme de menthe. I'm like, oh, mm. go on, Mr. Yes. Kukbar. What else are you going to say? <laughs> I've been looking for you. Please don't murder me. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was Diane Keaton. That would have made me even more sad. So anyway. It's like Diane Keaton and James Woods. And yeah. like a whole lot of people are in that yeah, movie. Gonna stay out. Tuesday Wells. Stay out of it. Uh Baby Ruth versus Snowcaps. So all right, here's the thing. I don't think Baby Ruth is getting by only on its name. If that was not called that, if you were like, hmm, I think it's a old-timey baseball player, and if it wasn't in the movie Goonies, no one would be into Baby Ruth at all. But people are like, oh, yeah, Baby Ruth, haha, remember when Slot did that thing? You're like, what's in it? I don't know. I've never had one. <laughs> like, okay. On the other hand, Snowcaps. Disgusting. That's like, ugh. Like, what happened here? A mistake was made. Snowcaps are just like, why would you want to? They're they're like non-pareils. They're snowcaps should become icing. Snowcaps should like be the thing you melt in order to make something for something better. They taste like an ingredient. They're not good. Right. A dude bought a whole. It's not snowcaps at the store, but it's like you can buy a little plastic container, and it that's what it was. It was like snowcaps, and like. I just looked at the guy. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> do what you got to do, bro. It looks like the, like a, you know, sometimes you see stuff and you're like, oh, don't eat that. That's just for decoration. Right. Yeah. That's what snow caps look right. like. So it is in and of itself uh, non-pareil or non-pareil. A flat round candy made of chocolate covered with white sugar sprinkles. Non Perel, by the way, candy bars have creme de menthe in them. Ugh. I don't know. It just all sounded French to me. It's, I think Baby Ruth wins this by default. Yeah. Yeah. It's like by forfeiture. By not yeah. being Gross. disgusting. Not being not being terrible. Yeah. yeah. And and the other thing on top of it is all of that, and then add to the fact like that's what you want to be eating while you're watching a movie. Snow caps. Because yeah. it's another thing that that's the only context i ever have for it is their movie theater candy right so many people just right. like walk around the world eating snow caps it's gross it's gross i don't they know what's good for them they don't and then rap you know who else was in looking for mr goodbar lavar burton what yeah like a young lavar burton hmm how about that can we just 
Get rid you. of all the creepy stuff and then just watch. Oh, and Richard Gere too. Damn. Yeah, like oh, I'd watch that cast. Don't want to watch yeah. them doing any of the things described in the plot summary. Correct. That's wild. Man, that was like a major movie that won a lot of awards. People in the seventies were super messed up. Uh, one of the tracks on side two of the soundtrack is "Backstabbers." That's the name of the song. See? There you go. Okay, good times. Um, and then last, not, but certainly not least, Peanut M&M over Toblerone. I think this is a great closing matchup because these are both good candies. But, you know, Toblerone is, for me, something I'm going to bring back from Duty Free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it very much is, is the, is a to me, it's a duty-free purchase or consideration. Um, but I'm a, I'm a peanut M&M is like one of my top three candies of all time. So for me, it's a peanut M&M, even though a Toblerone is a, uh, remember when we used to travel, one of those candies. Uh, it has the promise of, of trips to Europe in it. I don't think it has caramel dripping out of it but because i worry it might uh i also don't always buy it because i don't have an obviously i don't have a clear understanding but i'm i'm team peanut and m&m m&ms for life i agree i was very anti-goober in that segment but i'm very pro peanut (laughs) m&ms um i think you captured everything that that of the promise of toblerone leah i think you're right it was always like overseas trips um and and but but as always struck me as like that's a lot of candy mm-hmm. like you got to share that with people there's just too much candy there um and then once you started seeing it in the united states it was like oh well now it seems less, less special. special yeah so i'm going peanut m i agree i agree so we all make good choices at the end correct Scott, where can people find you online? Is there anything you would like to promote? You can find me on Twitter at Our Man in Chicago. Um, that's probably the most active I am online these days because I have to keep my hot takes limited to candy. Yes. So uh, I'll be glad to be back next week when we talk about Snickers <laughs> and Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. <laughs> Uh, the Russ Meyer classic in the new spinoff of candy and creepy 70s movies that this podcast is destined to be. Yes. Um, um, have you been doing any virtual front rooms or? We did a bunch last year yep. uh, during the summer. And I found that was during, you know, we still were like, oh, Zoom could be fun. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ah, oh, but it isn't. It's a simulacrum of reality. Um, this being the clear exception, um, it's, it was just sort of like, it's one thing if it is the, uh, you know, you're, you're doing something that has the, uh, the main gist of it is, you know, the banter and the back and forth, but then you're like trying to replace like something that the whole point of it is being in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like a live show being, online just doesn't have the same vibe uh happy hour cocktails on zoom also uh similarly sad once you get past the novelty of it um i feel like once we all stopped like 
thinking the ba- virtual backgrounds were cool and like how much fun that was or like oh look i'm on the millennium falcon right. and you're like ah i'm still in a meeting though um <laughs> same kind of deal so um all that is to say um i'm looking forward to doing live french rooms again and um won't be doing any virtual ones until i can kind of gather with groups of people um all right but um that's that's probably but i will say this is an excellent format for this because being able to uh mock the little candy police dude uh is made possible through uh the technology of yeah which made uh this whole thing worth it plus being able to review the uh plot points of uh looking for mr goodpart (laughs) which it's like the worst named thing ever because that's you're like it's more like looking not to get murdered creepily right all right so people can follow you at our man in chicago and look forward to the front room returning jocelyn where can people find you on the internet i'm at the smussy la and just at smussy la s-m-u-s-s-y-o-l-a-y it is where it is always and probably will forever be great i'm chicago leah on twitter and tiktok and then shy leah on instagram We will link to Candy Chat Chicago, all of our social medias in the show notes. Please follow us. Um, Jocelyn is on the ones and twos on our on our Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And we are our website will be out soon and blog where where Jocelyn is keeps it rocking and rolling in between episodes. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this sweet talk and that you have a good week. Jocelyn, this is uh, when I was a teenager and I thought, what would a glamorous life of a single woman in the city of Chicago be? I definitely did not imagine midnight Zoom calls to taste Canadian candy. (laughs) I'm seriously, before we chatted, I was like, ooh, I really want some chocolate. I've already burned through two caramels, so I need to save one. (laughs) And then I'm like, a lot of these bars are really big, though. So right. I'm like, I want. I, I wonder if it would be okay if I ate half and ate half again for the it does, episode. For the episode, and then I'm like, it does take something out of it. Like it's almost like a knowing the end of something, though. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll take if that happens. Maybe I'll just take notes, so like my first impressions. Right. But I ha- I didn't do that. I I didn't do that. So I still have a. I have these bars that I have. I didn't do it. So this is kind of perfect. Awesome. Right. So it is, it's a Monday night. It's uh, again, we're, this is the second midnight candy tasting record. This is like truly the most honest representation of what it is to be single childless women in the city is midnight chocolate, late night phone calls with your girlfriends. Yes. So as we're, we're getting ready for our Wednesday episode, uh, we had a great interview with Scott Smith this weekend. Um, and I went to edit it and it was 90 minutes long. And then we were going to add our Canadian taste test to it. And that made it a full two hour episode. So I was like, Joss, can we maybe do some more Canadian candy and release a one hour episode about Canadian candy tasting? And then we'll bring Scott back in a week. And yeah, so that's the plan. This episode, what are we trying? 
Um, we have left in our Canadian box to try. We have O'Henry Re- with Reese's peanut butter, regular O'Henry, the Wunderbar Cadbury, the Cadbury Crunchy, the Nestle Aero Bar, the Nestle Coffee Crisp, and the Cadbury Caramel. Let's try one you haven't tried yet at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you want to do a Cadbury or a Nestle? How do you feel about the arrow? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm real. Yes. So the arrow bar is a Nestle. Oh, it says three to share. I know. I just saw that myself. I was like, so mm, okay. I'm like, all right. What's that? I think it's just different segments. Um... And then the it says, feel the bubbles melt on the outside. Yeah. The arrow bar. Feel, I'm not really right. sure how I feel about that, but. I, I, I wonder if it'll be like, oh, okay. So just open it up. And the arrow bar is a little square divided into four pieces. So it's like two by two inches. And there's three of the, and there's three of those in the bar, which is mm-hmm. why. So you guys, I never can say it right. It's like trypophobia, trypophobia, whatever the fucking thing with the holes, and I have it bad, and it's funny. Like I, I don't know. We'll see. Like, you're pretty protect. You're not gonna see the holes until after you bite, and even then, I think you're just gonna say. I'm looking. Oh, at you them. you bit it and you ripped it in half. I am. I put it in squares. Oh yeah. Hmm. It's got a real like, just like Hershey's Kiss, kind of vibe to it. I don't even really. It's like, it's like the good Canadian chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, then it's like it's almost like. Do you know those um? I don't even know that they're even a thing anymore, but like house coats and like the quilted ones. Yeah. Right. This almost feels like quilted chocolate. Yeah. I get that. I don't even know if I know what that means, but. It's very much a, it's a pillowy. It's a very light. Like if you ordered, um, a flourless chocolate cake or a mousse and it came out and it tasted like this and it was this texture, you'd be really happy. It tastes almost like a dessert. It's a chocolate barley. It is a dessert. It tastes almost like a restaurant chocolate dessert. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a, a line on the texture. Because to some extent, it's just cho- it's just good chocolate, but all of a sudden there is that, I mean, we're looking at them. Like, there is that area. Air, air, air bubbles. to it. Yeah. I think the air bubbles aren't as prominent as they appear on the label, duh, but they do make it real melty and a very, like, rich, it's a very rich, like, pudding almost, but it's not, it's like, it's just, like, ready to melt. Yeah. This is not a road trip candy. In the winter, any chocolate can be eaten in the winter. (laughs) You can always put it in the car in the winter. That's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not. It can always have chocolate winter candy. 
Um, although, I mean, I get it. Normally you think of road trips as summer things or mm-hmm. maybe fall things. Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm definitely, this is a, a perfect example of like, I'm definitely saving the rest of these and now I'm not going to feel guilty about eating them when I want chocolate. Yeah. No. So I think the arrow is a really, I mean, all of the Canadian candies for we've tried so far, right? We've gone, we had the crispy crunchy, which you swayed me, tastes like sawdust. I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to sway. It's okay. It just... tastes like a roasted peanut sawdust factory. <laughs> we had the big <laughs> Arturk, which was trash, straight I trash. Still, I still have it. It's so. Ugh. And this is a very nice chocolate bar. Well, we have Mr. Big that was like a 9.8 for me. Oh, Mr. Big. I forgot about the Mr. Big. So good. So we had a a hit, an Mm -hmm. A hit, a total bomb, a a fairly decent flop, and then this, which is bringing, I'm bringing this, I mean, to me, I'm doing eight, an eight out of 10, I think, on this. Yeah. I think like this, if it was just a single one, right, like wrapped in, you know, just like the four squares as a single, as a mini, I would not be disappointed to come into a hotel and find that like on the bed. Oh, fuck no. Like this is a fancy, this is the fanciest one of the ones, like this is a more sophisticated chocolate bar. Because of? It's simple, delicious, it's very rich. Okay. Right? It's just chocolate. Yeah, it's just chocolate, exactly. I love the richness of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I'm doing eight out of ten on this. I'm yeah. very I'm very uh I'm satisfied. I'm pleased with it. It's good. Mm-hmm. I don't Same. know about this fill the bubbles melt shit, but whatever. Yeah, I mean it just melts real fast. Yeah, I guess. I mean yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's the end and uh, long and short of that. All right, so that was a Nestle, which makes me think we should go to Cadbury next. Yeah. Let's do the Wonder Bar. That's what I had in my head. <laughs> Little Viking. A peanut butter caramel experience. The Wonder Bar has a Viking helmet on the B. It's, it's a, you know, like classic Snickers size. About, about, about the size of a Snickers bar when they used yeah. to be bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is one I believe that um, Shy said he would keep in his pocket and let it get frozen oh. while he skied. So I might eat half and then drop it in the freezer. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. It just- it's just hanging. Oh. Caramel, like hanging. Stretching caramel out of it. So it feels by feel right now to me, before I bite into it, it feels like a, a Twix. Like oh my gosh, I'm like about a, to like, like one big Twix. Inhale this. This actually tastes like a Butterfinger. Yep. That's what, finally, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. With more and better chocolate on it, though. Yeah. This is a peanut butter, a true peanut butter center. It's like peanut butter wrapped in caramel. There's something crunchy about it, though, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't tell. Wafers, I guess. Is it maybe? a wafer or is it um a peanut? I think it's a wafer. It's like a wafer or a crisp. 
I can't yeah. tell if it's like a crispy thing or a wafer thing. Yeah. Well, I I'm just going to have to buy would... more in order to freeze them because I'm not going to stop eating this chocolate bar. This is so good. I could see why he would want this one to get a little frozen though because of the, how the caramel is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this reminds me a lot with without the bullshit teeth stuff of how Butterfingers used to taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, literally every bite I take, it is commercial levels of strings of caramel going from my mouth <laughs> to the bar. <laughs> Maybe I forgot how to use teeth. Like, may, that's on me, maybe a little bit. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but no, truly, everybody, it, it is like out of a commercial mm-hmm. where you would want to prove that the caramel's a real caramel. Right. Man, Shy, this one is so good. This is an interesting, it really is an interesting texture because it's not as liquid as like a caramello or car, caramel mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's not like super in, mega hard either, though. It right. does. It, it, it comes out from the bar. It's like a a well-balanced peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But with caramel and chocolate and wafers. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, what? Are you even not talking at all. about? I'm like a PBJ. I'm like, <laughs> seriously, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. This is the best one, I think. Really? Over Mr. Big? Oh, Mr. Big had the peanuts and the crisp. No, that had like the wafer. That was like a fudge stick, a fudge stripe. A fudge right. stick. But wasn't a fudge stick dipped, rolled in chocolates, rolled in crisps, rolled in peanuts and crisps? The Mr. Big had everything. Yeah, I'm talking about like it, it, it tasted to me, it felt like me to a Keebler fudge stick cookie. Right, yes. And those were just wafers and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's good. I only have one of these in the house because I Cadbury Wonder Bar. I could do some damage in the best way possible. Yeah, this is intense. Ooh. I mean, depending on your on your preference, like it's definitely on the same par as the Mr. Big. You know, nine. Yeah. Nine point five. Yeah. So good. Although it does maybe hammer home for me that possibly Butterfinger is peanut butter tasting. Because <laughs> I really could not, I really did not believe that to be true. And that reminded me of a Butterfinger. And also, I got the peanuts out of it, you know? Yeah. Chocolate and ice cream. I don't know why they make me so thirsty. So thirsty. I went and filled up. We both have these giant, like, 32 ounces of ice water. I don't know what... I, I mean, chocolate, I guess, a little bit makes more sense. But, like, ice cream's, like, cold. And mm-hmm. I'm always like, get me some water, please. Always, yeah. Whew. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we, I, don't, I don't know... 
I don't know if I'm ready to dive into anything else. Are you thinking about one more? I don't know if I've got one more in me. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that yeah. I do either. Because here's the thing that that needs to be. I I feel like I say it a lot, but like it needs to be uh, not expressed, emphasized. This the chocolate is so much richer. I mean, like truly, truly, there's something to be said about like the fact that most American bars are covered in this like compound chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's like chocolate. That's like dove bar. It's like every fucking candy in Canada, apparently, it seems like it's like covered in dove bar chocolate level chocolate. So I have a treat for you. Okay. Which is, I have a Canadian chocolatier who's going to be a guest. <gasps> My friend Doug has a family chocolate business. What? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And he was asking in a, in a Facebook group of, of us uh, who who was in America that he could ship product to to test some things. And I was like, do you, you want to come on my podcast? Yes. And other people in the group listened to the podcast and were like, yes. Oh, my God, Doug, you have to go on. So is we're going to. Is he going to send some testers or. Yeah, I've got to talk to him about it. I mean, no, I mean, like, no, yeah. I still want to have him on and, like, talk about it. I'm trying to get my friend who made, was a pastry ship for a long time for, like, yeah, I don't know, the fancy places. Mm-hmm. And now she has her own ice cream shop. And uh, I zapped her and I was like, do you know about invert sugar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, yes, I do. She's like, there's a recipe for it in my cookbook, in my ice cream book. And I was like. Will you come on this podcast? She hasn't responded to me yet. So I don't know. People are just busy. You know, not everyone is on like Facebook Messenger all the time like me. Yeah. But um, I really hope she says yes because she's super smart and super interesting. And I, you know me, I'm obsessed with invert sugar. So I just want to know a little bit more about the details. Yeah. So this is um, called Chocolate First. It is a new launched low sugar organic premium milk chocolate um so chocolate is the first ingredient not sugar um and it comes in original milk chia and hemp seeds so it's called chocolate first um it's my friend doug lieberman so doug is gonna come on he and his wife are fantastic we met on a trip to on uh in our wexner program um and yeah, I guess I'm a little confused by, and I, I'm, this will be great. I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. This idea that the first ingredient is chocolate, not, not sugar, because chocolate, right? There's like cacao, cocoa. I don't know what the difference between those two things are, but there's that, right? So don't you take that and sugar and milk and make chocolate? Mm-hmm. Right? That's what chocolate is, right? I don't I don't know. I know, I don't either. It's a food product made from roasted and ground cacao cacao uh that is available as a liquid solid or paste or on its own or as a flavoring agent in other foods. A food product. 
what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know why they said product, just food. It's just food. I don't know what they, why they said it specifically like that, but. And it's like all this different cocoa salads, cocoa butter, baking chocolate, sweet chocolate, sweet chocolate, a combination of cocoa salads, cocoa butter, or added vegetable oils, and sugar. Milk chocolate is sweet chocolate that additionally contains milk powder or condensed milk. Gifts of chocolate molded into different shapes, such as eggs, hearts, coins, are traditional on certain Western holidays, including Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, and Hanukkah. Chocolate is also used in cold beverages. Oh, man. Thanks for the info, Wikipedia. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, did you ever have that Starbucks drinking chocolate? No. It what? was wild. Yeah, it was wild. It was, like, short-lived. They didn't do it long. It was, like, kind of, like... Drinking chocolates? Drinking chocolate, I swear to God. It was like a super intense, thicker hot cocoa. Like you but it was chocolate. It was like someone melted melted. You know what it was? What it was? It's it felt like the thing that you would take and then put milk in and make hot cocoa in over the stove. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of consistency. Drinking chocolate. Mm. French hot chocolate. What's the difference between hot chocolate and drinking chocolate? Hot chocolate starts in powder form. Drinking chocolate or sipping chocolate is exactly what it sounds like. Luxurious melted chocolate that you can drink. Yeah, that's weird. Mm. I did have it once, but that, yeah, clearly like Starbucks was like, yeah, no one's buying this. This yeah. is weird. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. To the sipping, sipping or drinking chocolate. Yeah, I can't, I, I, I'm eagerly, like, that's when I'll have to like sit and make a little bit of a list of like notes. Yeah. Before we talk to Doug. So Doug is the president of Splendid Chocolates in Montreal. And so they do private label chocolates. Like if you were going to do chocolates for an event or for your like, you know, branded for your company. Right, right. They do contract manufacturing. So other people come to them and they make their chocolate for them. So they don't they don't brand a lot of their stuff as splendid, but they're like the behind the scenes chocolate manufacturers. But I would say that is the interview for you to be like. All of your questions about in- invection, sugar, compound chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Like all those questions you have about the the confection industry. Yeah. Ooh, you know who might else be who else might be fun to have on is Jenny Spinner. Because yeah. for many years as a journalist, she covered sweets and oh. snacks. Trust me. I know because you go to that fucking expo every year. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I could barely even stand it. Yes. Yeah. Barely even stand it. Um, shoot. What did you just say? You said something like, oh, the fact that they don't necessarily brand their stuff. That's actually. So I had a friend who worked at Blobbers and mm-hmm. he said the exact same thing. He's like, 
I can't tell you who we make the chocolate for, but mm-hmm. basically like we make the chocolate for other people, like, like other, you know, companies and, and candy bars and stuff like that. Yeah. And he, he would go, they have an outlet store. I haven't been to it myself, but he worked there and he could get, I mean, I kid you not. They were like, they were just simple plastic bags, like almost like Ziploc bags. And they would have mm-hmm. like, I want to say a pound of chocolate in them, but they were like broken up into pieces. It's probably from the, you know, the extra, you know what I mean? Just like the bullshit. They're just pieces. They're big chunks of pieces of chocolate. Yeah. And he, I would get milk chocolate. And this is when I was working downtown at, at uh, the AA office. And uh, I would put that bag in um, in my drawer, in my work drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I would either, in the morning, I'd have it for breakfast and or mm-hmm. sometimes when I came back from lunch. But it was so smooth and creamy that I had to be careful because it was a little bit like dipping into the crack bag. Like I was yeah. like, Ooh, I'm probably not just gonna have one piece of this. Like it's, this is going to happen. So I always had to be careful about like how, when I dipped into it, cause it was, there were big chunks. So you kind of had to like, had them gnaw on, but they mm-hmm. were so creamy and good that I didn't really care. Ugh. They were delish. They so probably, good. I'm assuming you'd still probably go get some from the, from the store, but I've just have never been there. I'd like to go to some outlets. I've, I've never been to Vienna Beef. Yeah. The big deal when I lived in Durango was, so there was a Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory store and factory. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And they did bloom sales, which is when no. the chocolate bloomed and they couldn't yeah. sell it in retail. Yeah. And it tastes fine. It's just something the oil separates a little bit and it gets like a white sheen yeah. on it. And that's called yeah. blooming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which it almost I might have. It's like mildew, but it's not. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm all about it. So it's called like the bloomer sale. And you would walk through this like almost like Ikea snake, you know, up and down one way through a through the tables, you'd snake through and pick up all your chocolate for the year. I I think I only went once in three years because it was kind of overwhelming and ultimately I didn't need as much chocolate as I would buy there in a day. Like, it would be better just, you know, for me, just to go and buy Regular. occasionally. Yeah. Right. So it was just a once a year thing? I think it was just a once a year thing. Maybe twice a year. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get my head around the math because, like, it takes a while before chocolate blooms. Right. So, like, what were, you know what I'm saying? Like, where were they getting this stock of bloom chocolate? I don't know. Who cares? Oh, it's the annual, the bloomer sale is once a year. Um. Oh, so Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory was, like, a Durango company it wasn't they have retail places around the company but the the factory is in durango so okay i didn't realize that i should have i worked at the chamber of commerce whoops (laughs) so once a year they sell eight thousand pounds of chocolate at the factory bloomer sale the annual fall sale um is the highlight of the season and each year the 
proceeds are donated. A portion of the proceeds are donated to the United Way, um, Volunteers of America, and the local chapter of Civiton International. Okay. So a, a service club. That's really cool. I, 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 it doesn't show up on the map now, so it's very likely that it's gone. But I swear. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it is still there. I'm like, I'm, I swear that there was one in, uh, in Naperville when I was going to school at North Central College. But it does look like there's still one in Naperville. So yeah. it's probably the same thing. But it was like especially in college. It was just like. We didn't have money for fancy ass chocolate like that. Right. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? But I do remember going in, you know, a time or two. That's really funny. The minute you said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was that joint in Naperville. Yep, there it is. Yeah, this will be, this will be, I mean, I feel like what I really like. Truly, like, I try not to be like this because it's like, oh, come on, you know, not everyone's the same or whatever. But when someone legitimately tells me, like, they don't like chocolate or they don't eat chocolate, mm -hmm. I just, it's like when someone tells me they don't like the Beatles. Like, I just don't know how to process that information. Right. It's just like, no, that's not. Well, a little bit here comes sneaking back in just in a side combo. But again, it's like when someone tells me they don't have an internal model. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't understand how you're living, not liking the Beatles, not eating chocolate, and or not having an internal monologue. Like, right. none of those things make sense to me. Right. Hey, like, cowboy. Who, who are these people? Here comes the boy. Hello, boy. Welcome. Hey, cowboy. So, in podcast news, you have been getting Candy Chat Chicago up and running on social media this week. Yeah, I try to. I I hit the bricks today and tried to get some some stuff going. So, because awesome. part of me, do you know this guy, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. I can't quite get my mind around him. And I'm sure a lot of people hate him just because there is a part of me like his tone. I'm just like, all right, man, slow it down, bro. Like, you know, take it easy. Right. But lay I'm off, lay off the um, nose candy. But. And I, you know, if I get hate for this, I get hate for it. But like a lot of the shit he says like, at least the shit I'm seeing on, like, TikTok, I feel like somewhere he's probably like, a total, like, misogynist racist. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm I'm just waiting. Let's just put it this way. I'm just waiting for me to be like, I like this guy. And then have, like, 18 people be like, he's a shitbag. Um, but the things that he is saying are, are at least helping me in that he's one of those people that is saying, like, oh, you're 40? Like, too fucking bad. You probably have 30 more years on this earth. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, fucking do shit, you know? Don't don't think you're too old for, like, mm -hmm. whatever career or whatever the fuck you want. Um, and this idea that, like, you have to do shit, right? So sometimes I'm like, oh, like, the social media, blah, whatever, it's wasting, like, it's a waste of time. Like, well, I should be cleaning or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, guess what? You're scrolling TikTok right now anyway. You're not cleaning. So right. 
this isn't a waste of time. This is something that you really like and want to do and, and put energy into. So it's not a waste of time to burn an hour, like posting shit on TikTok and Instagram and like, you know, getting a way to, to get the podcast have yeah. uh, social media. Y- your look though, do you know this guy? Is he a shit bag? Like what? Like pretty much is that like, um, so I, I just, I, you know, I guess I need a little Gary V in my, <laughs> first of all, I don't even know like where he came from, like why all of a sudden he's in my feed. Right. The weirdest thing happened tonight. This Bentelect, you know, I always talk about him. This guy, he does all the meat. He's one of yeah, yeah, several yeah. people I follow who do the memes. Yes. He's like the young, good looking dude. And, um, one of the memes was, uh, yeah. I said, I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm always thinking. And then he like pulls away and it's a picture of a head, like a brain, like, and then there's something written in where you'd be thinking. And it was like, but I really do think I can go up and down those crates. (laughs) And I'm like, I, I literally had no, (laughs) you're a reference for that. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Did you look it up? Well, I don't know. Did I look it up first, or like, like there might have been TikTok deliver it to you, like in a yeah, in like four or five videos. And then once I saw that, I was like, oh. And then I did look it up, and then I just watched like a bunch of them. But like, Uh. yeah, I had no idea. Like I was like, I don't really get that joke. Like whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get that joke. I saw a few tweets go by that was like, why does it, why do the crates wobble so much? And then somebody else said like, why would you be doing the crate challenge when the hospitals are so full of COVID patients? And I was like, what the hell is the crate challenge? And then I searched it on Twitter and I just watched 25 videos last night. Every fall is brutal. uh, And they're all still running on the fake stairs that are not underneath them as mm-hmm. they're crashing to like the most painful crash that it Ugh. seems. There's a disability activist. This actually, that's what it was. That's what it was. So I see the Bentelec thing. And then one of the ladies I follow basically says exactly that. If I have to wait even longer for a wheelchair at the airport or the hospital or something like that, because you motherfuckers doing this crate challenge. And I was like, whoa, 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 what crate challenge? Like, and then I think she actually posts one as she's talking. And then that, uh-huh. that's when I was like, Oh, I need to go look what is going on with yeah. this. Yeah. That's like, well, because you have to think about it. Like, you have the, you have the, there is something in the middle, right? There is something to step on. There's that, you know, great of, right? A great, essentially. But, like, the thing that's really, like, the strong part is, like, just the square. So it's, like, and then you stack those on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it was interesting, like, watching them. Because I thought, kind of, like, this should not be as hard as it is. But like, you watch it, and it's, like, what stability? You're, like, it's, like, Hole on hole on hole on hole. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real stability. It's all on four corners. It's it's all on the edge. Right. Well, and also, for safety, they're all stacked on grass. So they're all... Yeah. Oh, I see. 
you're not doing it on the sidewalk, which gives you a stable starting point. They're all right. They're right. all doing it on grass to soften the fall, but that guarantees you fall. Right, right. I saw a lady do it in fat, like tall With ass heels. heels. That and was she did wild. It beautifully. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "You guys be quiet. You got to be quiet." Yeah. <laughs> I told I you to be quiet. And the one girl's oh. like, "She needs to be. She needs to be quiet." Yeah, oh my, yeah. And I think some people have crates that are solid on that side because she couldn't have gone up and down crates like a milk crate with holes in it with those heels on. Oh, I think there were holes in it. You think? In that one. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So she was just on, our, he, on her toes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I kind of remember thinking that too. Like, how's yeah. this going to work? I, I, w- I would have to go back and look at it again, but I'm pretty sure they were just the regular milk crates. I don't think they were solid on any Somebody, side. I saw some one group that had them had um, their crate challenges were their crates were solid on one side because everybody wasn't using just milk crates, right? Those are the only ones I the videos I watched, but yeah. Well, and then I and, and then and then the other hilarious part of it is all the videos where the People are like, where the fuck are you getting all these crates? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there is, by the end of the day, there was like a shit ton of crates in the fucking, we call it the box, the big refrigerator, basically, like where the milk and shit is. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, if you're at all connected to some sort of grocery store or something like that, I mean, you definitely have access. Right. But if you're counting on picking them up in the alleys here and there, I mean, that would take a really long time. Right. Oh my but god! Yeah. It's just, there, there was one. Now it's got like twenty two thousand uh, retweets. That's like, man, fuck the crate challenge, and it's this guy showing the massive bruise on his back. Uh, uh. Well, the other thing is, I and I kept counting because I'm like, this can't be right, but it is. That middle one is seven crates. So even if you have something. Yeah, it's kind of quote unquote stable. Once you start putting, you know, thing after thing after thing, even if it was a completely solid box, one hundred percent all the way around, you stack seven solid boxes on one one another. You're, there's there's still like so much room for like things to be unstable. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because these are meant to be stable when they are full of four gallons of milk. Yeah. And- and stack the other way with the open on top and the correct right. Yep. So it's missing everything that's that makes these crates what they are. I'm so fascinated. Who starts? What? Where's the impetus for this? Who thinks we're going to jack up all these crates into this crazy pyramid and see if we can walk on it? You know what I mean? Like where? Like where? I guess where does anything ever come from? But like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how does someone come up with that? I don't know. I wonder if it's on Know Your Meme. Search the database. Create challenge. Walking on milk. Create challenge. Well, this is the other thing I'm, I'm, what, that I'm interested about is like, like, 
again, like where did this blow up from? Right. Cause this is just like, this is, I'm looking at some of the, like the news art, like Newsweek, 16 hours ago, SB nation, 14 hours ago, Yahoo life, 10 hours ago. So like, you know what I mean? Did the, like this just like crapped up out of nowhere. Or is it that like white people are finally coming across these videos? All right. On June 23rd, 2011, Okay, this is the this is the precursor. Okay. Okay. On August 13th and 14th, 2021, Facebook users Kenneth Waddell and Jordan Brown posted videos of people playing the crate game in a public park. Um, And then. On August 16th. uh, It was. The the Facebook videos were reshared with on Twitter. Um in that one, so somebody did a screen recording of the original videos, posted it on Twitter, and that got 1.4 million views in one day. So it was wow. like this group of people doing it in a park, posting it like just posting it on Facebook. So just like a week ago. Yeah. And then people were reposting it. Um, a TikToker reposted it um, from Facebook and got 5.3 million views. And then from there, people just started going for it. It's in the last month. It is a, considered a social game and participatory media. And then this, I'm reading an article on Parlay, something, the it says the voice of urban entertainment. I mean, I think it's also one of these, like, there's something about, there's something that humans both are inspired and, and interested in, like, kind of like a, a large societal dare, right? Or like, mm-hmm. let me prove that like I can like master this thing that everyone else seems to be failing at. So somewhat of a, I don't know what the right word is, but like, like a like not a noble goal, but like why people do sports or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the, and then just the complete lack of common sense of watching a shit ton of videos and then going, yeah, no, but I well, then that's the joke of coming for full circle that's the joke of that other meme is like you know but i really do think i can go up and down those crates right like we just are easily fool ourselves you know like oh yeah but i could do it though yeah oh my god that's funny the crate challenge oh uh, yeah i just but really truly like just catastrophic i mean like these falls are these like falls are yeah these falls are what my nightmares are made of. And it's just, you're watching people fall after fall after fall. On their back, on their neck, on their head. Yeah. And you're just like, no, no, no. I'm, I can try that. I can make it happen. Right. They're not doing it right. There's something about it that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I, I will find the key to success. Yes. yes. If they were smart like me, they could do this. Right. But no, almost everyone who drinks a gallon of milk throws up. 
um, before the hour's <laughs> over, right? Eating a right. bunch of cinnamon does not work out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it is, it's also that American exceptionalism. I'll be the one. Mm-hmm. It'll be different for me. <laughs> right. It's all those things. It's just that the stakes are so much higher than the gallon milk or like the, the spoonful of cinnamon. The stakes are so much higher. Part of that, yeah. Part of that, though, is I also think it's a young person's thing, right? You don't, you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you see these other people fall, like, I don't think you think, oh, this will, could be really bad. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, and I'm watching these videos and I'm like, are any of these people alive? <laughs> right. Now, when you watch them, do you want to try it? Somewhat. But really, like, at the end of the day, no. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, again, I just watched 25 people completely, you know, one person or two people make it. like, And they're young. And they have better balance than me. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, like, I, I don't have any delusions. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I just take my time. Like, the heel, go- heel girl did, right? Like, yeah. just, I would just really take my time. Like all it takes is one like freaky mo- movement, right, for me to lose my balance a little bit, mm-hmm. and shit's all over, you know. So not really. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, not really. I look forward to our next cowboy. What is happening? You you're going bananas? You got the late night zoomies. You got the zoomies, baby. All right. Well, Jocelyn, where can people find you online? <laughs> Smossy Olay, TikTok, Insta, Twitter, Smossy Olay. That's me. Right. I am Chicago Leah on Twitter, Shy Leah on Instagram, and we are Candy Chat Chicago, Candy Chat Shy between TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. All of it will be linked yeah. in the show notes. Well good. Have a lot of sweet talk this week. Will do. Thank you for listening to Candy Chat with Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Stay sweet.